We are on. Yes. <laughs> I just want that so bad. I know. I a, let's let's pour it first, and then then we could talk about. It. Okay. Okay. Should I? I can. Or should I wait to announce? Oh. After until after it's open, and we've been drinking. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That head is funny. So today, I was at Gold Rush Liquor on Diamond, or is it on Old Seward near Diamond? On Old Seward Highway near Diamond, and I found the West Mala Triple <laughs> for extreme import prices. But <laughs> Jeff, I, I, think, even- I think you'd even mentioned it the time like last week. Yeah, I, th- I did, yeah. It even smells fantastic. And, and the official glass is, is, it's almost like a wine glass. It's beautiful. We're going to touch? Yeah. I'll, I'll let you have the rest of the bottle. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Dude, that's like extremely yeah. generous. Oh, no, this is, this is uh, it's a bigger deal for you than it is for me. We yeah. have so much more wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me try it. Does it make you cry a little bit? <laughs> you just chug it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, you said you, it reminds you of your pro advisor. Yeah, so my, my advisor for my um, second master's for the um, for the M film, because my first master's was Tegmeier. He was a German, uh, German like Catholic dude. He was pretty cool. Yeah. But he, he was also like super, um, hmm. I don't even know what kind of German you call it, but it's... Like, he always wore a bow tie, always had, like, a three-piece suit. Like, like a dweeb. Yes, yeah, like a German dweeb tie, yeah, type. <laughs> dweeb um, is, like, my word recently. <laughs> yes, yeah. And he was just... And so he, he and I, like, we never got along that well, but it was just, Because you like, wanted to beat him up a little bit. Yes, yeah. yeah. But we got, well, e- enough that it was whatever. He was a know? Catholic guy. Yeah, he was a Catholic guy, and so, so I kind of appreciated that, at least. But I think he was kind of a... Um, probably a lib catholic because he had no kids he, he him and his wife were married for many years and mm-hmm. um but anyways yeah and so the one of the nights um so one of the classes i think i talked about the class before but one of the classes that we took uh what's his name um jan Aylin was the professor for that class and every friday night we did that class at the bar and so it, it was it was like a two day a week class, which is like Mondays and Fridays, but the Friday night we went to the bar. And so, so it, it, how many people were in the class? Uh probably fifteen of us. At the bar. Mm-hmm. Did they have a room for you or something? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We we went there early enough. He always knew the owner. It was Bebop. And uh <laughs> Bebop? And, yeah, Bebop. Like an Indian guy? Uh, no, it wasn't. Korean? It was like it was a very nice bar. It's one of those things that I think anybody that's been to Europe is like. What ethnicity was Bebop? I don't know. Just it was just a Belgian bar. Oh, the bop. The bar's name is Bebop. Yeah, I thought you were saying the owner's. Oh name no, 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 was no, the bar. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, where is he from? It was really near the um, <coughs> to to the philosophy department. Yeah, because it's like you know, like in old European towns, the university is the entire town. Like the entire mm-hmm. town is the university, and yeah. so yeah. Um, and so it, there's different departments all over. And so the philosophy department, uh, yeah, it, there was a bar pretty close to it. There was one right next to it that wasn't Bebop. So when you got out of the gates, it was like there was one right there. And there was another professor that liked to go there for the, for his class. But he liked Bebop a little better. It was more like a, um, 
I like the atmosphere of Bebop a little better. You know, it was darker. You had like, you know, interesting like French style music in the background. It was, it was just, uh, I found a lot of the bars in, in, in Europe just to be very aesthetically pleasing oh, yeah. and just very. They're all in like ancient buildings. Yes. No. They're all, it's, it's always really beautiful. <clears throat> and so we went to that class and then um, he would buy the first round for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and, but, but you have to remember over, over there was like a Euro, you know, you yeah. get a, you get West Mall. I think that's the most expensive one. And at the bar would be three Euros. Yeah. And so, but most people would just get a Stella or they'll get a Duval or they'll get whatever. Um, and then it, I was, a, when, when he asked me, what do you want? It's like a, a West Mall triple. He was like, you like a West Mall triple. <laughs> and, and, and he was shocked because he says most Americans find it too um, strong and they, they they mostly go for Duval. Like Duval is the the, the double. Yeah, it's it, 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 that that means like um, yeah, the devil. And and there was a different brand. It wasn't a West Mala, but it, but it, it was a Duval brand. They have that at um, do at they? Gold Rush too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe and I had that last time. Okay, yeah. yeah. And they said that he said that's the like the American preferred Belgian beer. It's like whenever American has a Belgian beer, they always go for that one. Yeah, D U V E L. Yep, it's yeah. got the it's like the Gothic script. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's a good it's fine. it's good too. I like that one too. But um, when, when I ordered the West Mala, um, that was his favorite drink. And so he and I were like, he didn't want to be out drunken by a, a kid, an American. Yeah. Um, right? we were so you guys a, would just go for yeah, it? Yeah. And so like we stayed up all night until about, about two in the morning. And, and he just kept ordering it. He was getting like shit faced. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he started slurring his words. Um, yeah, <laughs> but then we just got we got along really well, and then yeah, he became my advisor for my next one, and we were closer in age. He was only like four years older than me. Oh, and okay. So yeah, yeah, we were very um, yeah, close in age, and so he was uh, but yeah, and so that's that's what that that always reminds me of. This taste just reminds me of that bar. Oh yeah, and then some of the other bars that he and I went to afterwards. Yeah, I thought it was funny. The um, one of the pubs I went to in Manchester when I yeah. was there last year. Um, it was right next to the apartment where I stayed. And it was like it was like one of those bars like known in the city as having the most beers on tap. Oh. Like huge. Like two full bars. Yeah. Two full bars of taps. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge like 40, 40 something beers. And the most expensive one of everything, all the German imports, Belgian imports, French imports, etc., was um, Blue Moon. Was it American yeah. import? <laughs> it was Blue Moon. Yeah, it was that the is most beautiful. expensive. This is the most expensive import. It's like <laughs> eight pounds of glass. Wow. Of course, I got it for the joke value. Of course, it's yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. The same way that like every bus and every taxi is Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a Ford. Yeah, if you if you have a Mercedes as a luxury car in the U.S., you're getting conned. You are, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But you it's know like, what? I, I did meet some higher class people. Where he was a doctor, uh, like a medical physician. Mm-hmm. Um, he did operations on um, in in, your, in utero babies, and so he was like a specialist that mm-hmm. actually made pretty damn good money. But he always went for Fords because that that was like the exotic type of. Um, I'm trying to the Ford, you know the Ford Fusion. Yes, it's yeah. called the Ford Mondeo. <laughs> That's nice. in, in Europe. <laughs> And his was automatic because you know everybody drives the manual there, but yeah, his his Ford was an, was an automatic. Yeah, that was a. I thought that was pretty funny, but everything was just Mercedes, literally. Yeah, it's 
You're a cabbie. You're driving a fucking Mercedes. Mercedes, Volkswagen. Yeah. Renault. Man, you are chugging it. I love it. Oh, love yeah. the energy tonight. Oh, man. It's been fucking amazing. Man, someone is blowing my phone up. I, um, have you seen that one, one child nation documentary? No, you mentioned it to me though. Um, I will, I will, before I give it extreme recommendation, yeah. um, I will preface my recommendation or qualify it with, um, it right at the end. She's talking about, it's just about the horrors of the, of the, the one child policy in China. Yeah. Um, and how kind of borderline brainwashed everybody still is about whether or not it was necessary for the survival of the country and stuff like everybody still thinks it was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but right at the end, she's like, she makes a totally irrelevant, um, irrelevant out of place it weird it's not even it doesn't even make con- like sense in the context of what she's saying around it yeah yeah but she um she said she thought it was funny and it was some like kind of grandstanding like she thought it was weird that she left a country who was forcing women to get abortions and moved to a country where they don't allow women to get abortions or something and how it's a human right. Or it was really out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm," and it was, it really doesn't even have any, like even like the rest of the documentary, the rest of the film doesn't even intimate for a second that that's even part of the message. Yeah. It's just, is this random line that I can see people getting really irritated about and writing the whole thing off. Otherwise, so, so is this reasonably new? 2019 oh yeah it's an ex it's an excellent excellent documentary yeah because she talks to but roe v wade wasn't even overturned at that point no no i just think she just had i just think that she just had a boilerplate thing to say about abortion it's so stupid like a late 2010s thing i know yeah. yeah the rest of the documentary was like devastating yeah i was there was one um so i don't want it i don't need to talk about it forever but which is kind of fresh um, I think it's worth talking about the it's she interviews her parents who had two children, her and her brother. And apparently it was almost entirely unheard of yeah. in there, you know, where they lived for that for for families to have two kids. And it was apparently like they were all embarrassed of it. Oh, wow. embarrassed by it. it was. Um, yeah, it's disturbing. Yeah. Um, the the whole the. They they go in depth as into the kind of the propaganda operation the state yeah. um, orchestrated to convince everybody that it was like the right thing to do and no one had any choice. Yeah, because yeah. every single person interviewed said like we didn't have any choice, um, which is very Chinese of them. But yeah. um, <laughs> no, I, mean, I know you did. <laughs> it's tragic. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. you yeah. But they did have a choice. <coughs> they, yes. They, yeah. They, yeah. Because this this one fan the family of the the person who made the film had two kids, but yeah. um, they interview the parents, interview her brother, heartbreaking brother interview. They interview this lady who is recognized nationally as like one of the greatest quote unquote family planners. They oh, called them yeah. family planners, which yeah. I, I know I mentioned you in Texas. Funny that you know family planner plan, it is, planned yeah. parenthood. Like I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't see that. So it's the same. It's the same exact impulse. Yeah. Well, did it come around the same year? Like twenty nineteen. No, I mean the um, 
the development of the one-child one policy and um, Planned Parenthood? No, Planned Parenthood is from like the teens, the 19. It's like over 100 years old. Re oh, okay. Yeah. One-child policy was one, 1979. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. No. When, when did the Chinese Revolution happen again? 49. 49, okay. So it was like years after that. Yeah. I thought it was like immediate. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, but um, she she interviews like the the leader, the team leader, which is the the title they gave the the leader of the like micro the, the little micro branch of the communist party that would yeah. oversee like a small community. Is the team leader? Is the whole yeah. hierarchy? But um, etc. And then the victims of it, people who'd been forcibly sterilized. Yeah. Um. Human like a thing. Once they started adopting the babies out, a like a baby trafficking became mm. a huge, oh really, huge, hugely prevalent. Yeah, um, like black market industry mm. sponsored by the state, pretty much. Like yeah. they were they were selling off their babies. Um, wow. Um, but there was one uh, interview. It might have been like the third, the second or third interview. The um, interview what they called a midwife and she did deliver babies but she was also a born abortionist and a sterilizer um and she she just was talking it, it, there's this you know you've talked to chinese people yes they yes. have this weird detachment about everything they do and yeah. i think it's a lot to do it has a lot to do with the communist thing yeah they really thoroughly brainwashed like like or they've they've washed their brains of any intimation of yeah wrong and right like it's very weird yeah um, no i agree it's very detached but um she was talking about in a very detached way she was she was very aware of her she regretted it extremely um but the, the abortions or? she did like 50 or sixty thousand. just what? her just her sixty thousand 56 50 or sixty thousand and she that was just that was just her and yeah. they would um up to birth they would call after birth killings of babies abortions they right, would drag right. the babies out cut their heads off strangle them pull them apart you know just like whatever yeah. they they would grab they would take women and tie them up and drag them to be forcibly sterilized yeah um but i mean i'm just like obviously it was it was so that one section was so well produced that yeah. i was just i just was i was like beside myself with this information right. but then she she starts saying stuff like She's like, I did that. I I will face retribution in the next life for what I did in this one. Stuff like that. That's a, yeah, that's a lot of killing. But um, but now she works as a, she's like eighty four in the yeah. in the at the time of the interview, she works as a fertility doctor, um, and she, and a, I think a monk told her like, if you it, if you try as hard as you can, maybe every baby you help bring into the world will atone for 100 that you killed. And she, yeah. she has these back rooms, this set like series of back rooms f just covered in pictures of the babies that the married couples, she helped really? conceive center yeah. of their babies. Yeah. And I, I literally was just weeping. I was yeah. like, this is the most beautiful thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like it was that, that like the first third of the documentary is so spectacularly moving. Right. I mean, it's all good, but like that first chunk was yeah. insane. No, yeah, I mean, just 
I mean, oh yeah, just imagining way having that weighed down on your conscience. I for, think in the first by nineteen by when did the end that I, I didn't know it was ended twenty fifteen. Now it's, okay. now it's two. <laughs> so it's still shit. Yeah, it's still two. And they just adapted all of their propaganda stuff to. Yeah. So they're still killing. Yeah. Millions of babies. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why there are so many more men than women. Yeah. Like they were talking about, they would. They would take babies, especially girls, and they would like leave them out in the streets in baskets. And they would all die, and everyone would just walk by, look past their maggot-covered bodies. And yeah, <laughs> like it's a, it is a truly godless place. Do, I mean, do you think there's like what? Why do you think the Chinese let that happen? Not, no, I, I know why they let it happen because they feel for it's just a ridiculous ideology. Um, they were intimidated into it in large part too. How so? It's a combination of. It's like in the Soviet Union, like when a Solzhenitsyn's things is everyone who did nothing is complicit because they did nothing. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like everybody's an active participant, but no one does anything. Yeah. So they are still at fault, but it is different than everyone doing, actively doing it. Oh, no, no. I, I know what you mean, yeah. I thought you meant that there were pressure, like the government, the China in general was pressured into it. Oh no no no! The no, people no, no, okay. the people are oh, of course intimidated. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. I get that, but yeah. but 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 I guess I just mean like, and, and this this might be a very naive aspect of me, but I always whenever whenever I look at a really shitty situation, whether it's like this big or whether it's global or whether it's like personal or or um. <clears throat> Or, or or local to to some degree, yeah. It always seems to me that there has to be some kind of solution, and stuff like that almost breaks me from believing that there can't be one. Yeah, you know, because because it, it's it's like well, there there has to be something that uh, I've never ran into a problem where there was no solution for there's always some kind of, the solution may not be you, the most you, elegant wait, and what does that mean in context of what we're talking about about china me, me, meaning that you know when you look at a place like that it seems like it's just lost like it's just it, it's a nation with people who are just doomed for damnation yeah. you know there, there's it, it, that, that's, that's a, I, I call them the godless chinese yeah the god yeah, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like you look it's like what well, like god lost. has obviously turned his back yeah, on these people yeah these people are just they're fucked the chinese and the jews yeah, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you look at the chinese that, that's a that's a fucked country oh yeah and yeah. and for a child to be born into that world it's like you're you're just birthing them into damnation, really, yeah. because they're just going to be subject to. Have you ever um, watched all their videos where they cook weird animals alive? And yes, yeah. It's a godless <laughs> people. Yes, but something like that, where it's just commonplace, where they're just killing their own kids. How many did this one lady kill? 50, 60,000. Okay, like fifty or sixty thousand. Yeah, just um, I one think it person. was within five years. Yeah of the implementation of the policy and this statistic might be wrong i know that i know the number total i don't remember how many years yeah yeah um within the first five years i think it was they 
the way they word it, and I don't know if this is active abortions or statistics of legitimately dissuading people from having children, a whole combination of whatever. It's like 338 million babies. Yeah. In five, five to 10 years. Yes. That's insane. It's yeah. That's the popular. That's open. That's more than the population of the U S and I guess it's like, it's, I don't know. It's something that, that maybe some of our listeners are going to think that I'm much too soft on, or I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm too like Pope Francis-y. You're too Balthazari. Yeah, Balthazari is. <laughs> I, I can't imagine God just turning his back on them. Oh no, I, I don't think he would. No, no. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's like yeah, but where where does that where where do does their salvation, um, like where is it? They're just a godless people. They are. And, they, and, they, have, and they have eradicated any sense of the divine out of it's a horrible. billion people. It's horrible, yeah. <laughs> and a billion and a half people now. And they're born into it. Because it, it, it's funny that, that you said that because there was this one um, Chinese uh, lady that I, I was friends with at, in Belgium. And you know how you told me like her, that they're detached personality yeah she was that way with many things but then uh, i remember the second year um she started to grow her hair out a little more and um she started to buy nice dresses and yeah. then she she like she, she was like jeremy i, I really want to see i really want to show you what i got and so she, she like took me to her apartment it was there's nothing sexual about it really yeah. because like there is this weird distance and detachment that these type of yeah. um, people have but she was always drawn towards me, and so we, like we, she was one of the few people that I would say that was female that was purely platonic. Like yeah. I had zero sexual desire towards her um, at, at all. She, she was just she was just weird to me. She was very very strange. But she bought all these really nice dresses because I, I talked to her one time. But I was like, oh yeah, I think women need distinct um, clothing. I think women should have longer hair, and I think women should wear like dresses and skirts in general i really do think that that is a better way for a woman to exist yeah um it doesn't mean that if they ever wear power i don't think it's sinful I, I just think in general yeah women need these feminine um i guess uh, aesthetically appealing things yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's required for the beauty for the psychology and everything and um we had a really long discussion about it because apparently in China they don't teach that ever at all. Yeah, and and the way that she was talking to me is like she her hair was short, like boy short. Yeah, so she had that. She many of her friends just have that. They yeah. they go to school and they just cut their hair off because it's more practical. Yeah, they're gonna go work in the factories anyway. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. But she she grew her hair all the way down to her shoulders at this point. Yeah, and she was like really happy about it. Um, and then then she showed me all these like dresses that she got one where one of her fa- favorite brands that became her brands because I'm Latino was um Zara Zara yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she, she bought like all these Zara dresses Zara Zara yeah. Zara, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 um, so she would show me all of them, and, and then she just said, you know, she's like, I I just feel different, and that's all that she really says. I feel different, and, and I think what what happened was that she encountered beauty for its own sake. Yeah. Like if I could articulate it, it wasn't for a pragmatic reason. It wasn't for anything. It, just, it wasn't for the glory of the party. It was for, yes, <laughs> it was It was for its own sake yeah, because yeah. that's the one thing I told her. I was like, you know, I, I said, you, if you just grew your hair out, you really would be attractive. That's what I told her. I was like, yeah. you, you, you have this boy, you, you just, 
it would it would be different for you and and when she realized she was like yeah she, I, she was like i just had to show you so like, I, I i just i i'm feeling different <laughs> and, and i don't know where she is at this point but i'm hoping that she followed that because she said she just wanted to stay in the west yeah that, that, that was her her point of that because you know she got that visa to study in Leuven and um she she she, just, she doesn't want to go back there was something about it that she just she just wanted to stay in the west she didn't Most care the where Japanese it was. people I went yeah. to school with also well, they, they were didn't the same want way. to go back yeah yeah and um but I think what what you're saying there is is accurate it's like the, their detachment I don't think their t- their detachment necessarily is just for for the for the good. I think the detachment is from the aesthetic, and when they detach themselves from that, they become almost robotic. Which is very weird. weird because I uh, like East Asians are like the gatekeepers of aesthetics right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I was who was I not China though, but yeah some in china yeah people some of the best literature i've ever read in my entire life is chinese yeah um but when you look at their cities no 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 no, no. they grotesque. take everything gross about american cities and it's, yeah, yeah it's it's disgusting yes. looking yeah their articles of clothing the yeah. way when she came it was like you knew somebody just came from a communist country i don't know how to explain it it's like their clothes were just so it wasn't like the japanese it wasn't like the koreans or the chinese people the japanese all want to dress like children yes at least the Chi- at least there's a thing yeah. the chinese people eradicated this just the simple aesthetic so there was a, there was that other that we call panda bear um the same thing he was from china best honestly the best chinese food i've ever eaten in my life was was cooked by this panda bear and he went to live with a um priest and the monks and he came to belgium and there was this monastery there, and he just went to live with them. And he wasn't Catholic; he wasn't. He was just. He was well, an atheist. Godless, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But by the, by that second year, he he when I talked to him, he was like, "I just feel different." <laughs> it's a weird thing. They that encounter they say. transcendence. Yeah, they encountered something that they have never encountered before. He was like, "I just don't." I, he just he he didn't want to go back because he was just cooking for these monks all the time, and they all loved it. And and he was just like this big fat. Chinaman, and he always wore sweatpants. Even to class, he would just wear sweatpants. But he was just—he began to experience something that in in China he never experienced. And yeah. um, then there was there was a third Chinaman. There was the same thing. He he uh, he actually got baptized while he was in Belgium. Oh wow! Yeah, he was just—he was so blown. When you think of Belgium, it's very secular. But, but it's Catholic. It's still Catholic. Yeah, yeah. And he was still blown away by what he experienced there. Which is funny because China, up until maybe the 20th century, was like one of the most aesthetically rich countries on the planet. Because that's what I, I don't remember who I was. I was on a, might have been with Bulge. I was on, I was on a Discord yeah. call with some of the guys. And I, or maybe someone else. I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I always remember that um, Rebel Media video of Gavin McInnes, the like 10 conversational tips or something. Oh, yeah. And one of them that stuck with me, and I still do it, is he's like, if you don't remember a detail, make it up. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> no one will know. 
<laughs> no one wants to hear you like go was it wednesday was it thursday i don't wait maybe it was yeah. maybe it was friday no one wants to hear that uh, i know we said it before but i miss i know i miss him and milo though those two i know they're a great social icons of of, of i think <laughs> of whatever this movement is now it's it's not the same without no them. yeah um what i was saying with the whatever phone call i was on um the there's like a an extreme godlessness about east asians right now yeah whether it's the chinese the taiwanese the japanese mm, yeah koreans apparently vietnamese people are considered really? east asian i don't yeah, yeah. know they see it's a little dubious to me they yeah. might be their own thing it's like calling indians asians i'm like yeah, yeah. um but um and it's i i think because like Bud- buddhism is a godless religion buddhism is yes yeah it's a god and that's they're a buddhist it's a buddhist region yeah um and they're so like historically kind of godless like confucianism's godless Taoism's mm-hmm. godless um and now china's communist japan is ultra ultra commercial yeah korea is a weird mix of protestant buddhist right secular yeah. weird they're just a very godless people they're like 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 the like theology doesn't occur to them yeah at all it just doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't register especially the chinese yeah but um where i think they do because every every culture does have have to be theological or has to consider the yes, transcendentals yes, in some, some capacity yeah um and i would say because they're not thinking about the truth very much and they're not really obviously not the chinese especially aren't thinking about the good oh my gosh um thanks for this by the way no i know <laughs> they're not they're not thinking about the good yeah um so like especially in japan like their expression of the divine is purely aesthetic because they have access to nothing else Oh, okay, and I think yeah. that's why their art is so perfect. Yeah. And they're so obsessed with it being perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Koreans. Like they're. Yeah. And, and I think those, because of, because they're not isolated the way like China or especially North Korea. North, yeah. North Korea is an aesthetic wasteland. Yeah. I think those two at least have access to the aesthetic where there's still that sense of hope. Like Japan and Korean stuff. So yeah. Taiwan. But it seems to me like China and North Korea, they lack that sense of hope is because they're, they really do isolate their people away from all of that. Yeah. And so when they finally experience it to any degree, they just don't want to, they don't want to leave. They're just like, fuck it. I'm trying to think what the, what the <clears throat> Japanese people didn't want to leave. Yeah. And it might have been. I mean, it, it, a bit, I think it becomes more fuller and rich. No matter how degraded the West gets. It's still the fullness of the yeah, human experience. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's still something here that they begin to lack, I think, out, out, out east, and especially from the 20th century, no. that I think um, uh, when, when, they, when they experience it, like, I, just, I need to hold on to this, and I need to you know, remember what, what, what this is. I've even met some Mohammedans that, were this, that, that way. There was somebody from, from Iran and... Uh, a few others from uh, I can't remember which other uh, Middle Eastern countries, but they didn't want to leave the West either. Yeah. There were there was this 
yeah it's fucked out, out here I, I i'm not i'm not i, I don't want to say that we're not we, we have up. the answer yeah the, the west Shit's is all fucked, fucked up. up yeah <laughs> but there is there is still a sense of hope of um bringing bringing something back you know and, and so i i think like when you have what, what was that um that new is the president or prime minister of um italy i don't know if they G- call it. georgia maloney yeah and uh and as what you've seen in argentina with this with a punk rock guy I fucking hate him yeah but regardless of what you think of these people i think the reason why they're gaining popularity is because they in some way embody or 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 or, or is a symbol of a hope that can be brought back to the west yeah and um and because there's still something here that can be brought back. And I think that's why when I say like China. Like what would be brought back? Yes. What would be brought back? I mean, they were fucked for even before communism. Oh, at least a hundred years before that. Yes. Right? And it, it would take a lot. There'll be a lot there that it wouldn't just be bringing back. It would just be conquering at this point. It's like, you just got to conquer these people. And you got to yeah. bring it to them because, you know, where where has Christianity of any kind, whether heretical or not, yeah, not penetrated East Asia? East Asia is going to be the least amount. Southeast Asia, yeah, the islands below Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's also the geographically the hardest one to reach. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like even India. India has tons of Christians. They do. But there, there is from from uh, I was talking to a to a Hindu priest, not Hindu. He's not Hindu, but from an Indian priest, and, Hindu, um, Hindu Catholic priest. Yeah, he said the reason why India was so easy for for the Catholics to penetrate is because all they had to do was get to the patriarchs, and so since they were all um, like uh, Hindus and stuff, they had the tri the the trinitarian thing. Yeah, but also um, all, many of the communities were just being led by the patriarchs, and so of the Hindu faith. And so you just got to them and then the Hindu patriarch would just convert to Catholicism and then convert the town. Yeah. Convert the whole town. And, uh, and that was, um, he said what was just different. And so he was like raised Catholic. He didn't, he didn't know anything different because he said, he said it happened in his town generations prior. And so it was like, that, that was just a small, yeah. and it is interesting because Hin- the, the, the thing that Hinduism opens itself up to is a more readily accepted view of christ where you don't need that much convincing for christ yeah because there are many hindus like like actively practicing hindus that they're just like you know normally worshiping their god that still recognize Jesus as one of their many polytheistic gods. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of weird, but it's, it's like all you have to do for them is say, no, all these other ones are wrong. And this one is the correct one. And that's, that's what he was explaining to me. He says, because you could go to many of these communities and you talk about Jesus in the Bible. They're like, Oh yeah, that's, that, that, that's he, he great. He's one of our gods. Yes, one great, of our gods. Great, great gods. Brahman is, uh, is, is all is all encompassing. And Brahman so it's, it's like all, all, all you have to do is convince him. Okay, well, you have this concept of Brahman, which is pure act. This is what Catholicism teaches. You have God, the Godhead, which yeah. is pure act, and three divine persons. 
and um and so for them it's it's actually quite an easy adaptation towards but like <clears throat> with east asians but the ones it's who became like they, heavily buddhist that's the one that's harder yeah. because they began to reject all many of the hindu um you know trimurti and and uh, many of the hindu philosophical uh, I guess conceptions of reality for you know the the, the Hindu metaphysics, um, and because they rejected that, because many many Buddhists actually won't say that they're godless. They do believe in God, but it, it's almost like if if I could um, this is for my studies. So there might be some people that disagree with me, but we could get into to a really deep debate of why I am right. But but um, Buddhism really is the protestantism of the eastern world oh yeah it is yeah the, the the thing about buddhism it came much later and it began to de- detach itself from all of the gods and all of the deep uh, i would say two thousand years of if we're going to put it in the same criticisms but about thousands of years of history that was developed in hinduism and it and it it was almost Manichaean in the sense that it tried to take the fundamental principles of the religion by eradicating the personal, I guess, attributes of what made that religion that religion. Yeah. And then it became an offspring of that. So, so rather than talking about, you know, Vishnu or Ganesh or, 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 or Brahman um, or, 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 or all of these gods and try to connect reality to these figures... It's, it tried to then say, you don't need these God figures. You just need the concept of, you know, of, of Atman and Jivatman and the concept of peeling the layers of reality. And, and, and that's all that you need. You don't need these, these, these God figures. And so it was a bastardization of Hinduism, really, when you look at Buddhism. Yeah. That's all it is. And, it, um, and so many of the cultures that clinged on to Buddhism as opposed to Hinduism, they're the ones that became deeply communistic. And I think, and and I think there is a, a direct link the way that, that we look at liberalism being directly linked to Protestantism. I think there, there is like this communist China or, 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 um, North Korea, Korea, Vietnam, Vietnam. Yes. And and there's a direct link to that, to Buddhism. And, and I think because Buddhism was a beginning. Well, Thailand is extremely Buddhist. Yes, Thailand is, yeah. They were never communist. They were anyway. Yeah, but but you could you could still find countries that are heavily Protestant that never became completely liberal. Yeah. And I think it's because it doesn't it doesn't I don't think I don't think there is one. I don't think um all of the Scandinavian countries necessarily are as liberal as we are. Oh no, they're definitely not. Yes. Um and I think it's the same thing with those countries. I, I do think they still have some communistic and modernist elements into them. Yeah, yeah. That that are heavily Buddhist, but they didn't go to you know, they didn't go balls to the wall and become fucking China. Yeah. But but they, but you can still find that similar elements into there because I do think that there is a direct link between denying the old world almost it's like you you see the old world well it's to justify it for an ideology a false ideology Mm -hmm. to justify its departure from 
a better conception of reality. Yeah. The rejection of tradition becomes part of the ideology. Yeah. Like Protestants, there's no point at which Protestants will just stop. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. we figured it out. We have the truth. Yeah. And we're done. And no yeah. one's ever splitting anymore. No one's allowed to split. We figured it out. Yeah. That doesn't happen because protesting is part of the Yeah. The formula. And I do think that that's what Buddhism became. That's why there's so many forms of it. Yeah. And, and, and Buddhists always is like, oh, it's not like you could meet some Buddhists. It's like, it's not really technically a religion. You could, you could be Christian and be Buddhist as well. And you meet many Buddhists, Buddhists that say shit like that. Yeah. And, and it's because it, it is a formless faith. Yeah. And, and, and that's what Protestantism has become. It's, 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 it's a formless faith where it can just adapt. You can give it some random form that you like. Exactly. Just, yeah. 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 And, and, and that's what Buddhism became, as opposed to Hinduism, which had a strict theology that it adhered to. Yeah. And um, and so I think that much of the godlessness that we see in the West actually began with Buddhism, not with communism. Communism, I think. Well, why did the, the Russians do that then? They were with orthodox. communism. They're orthodox. Well, but, yes. But, but, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But because I'm not sorry, ortho bros. I'm not saying that communism. I mean, communism obviously is a Western invention. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the reason it stuck, the reason, yeah, the reason it stuck, and the way that it developed in those countries are unique to those countries. Yeah. The way that communism developed in China is unique to way. It's way more pernicious. It is. Yes. And I would say the same thing with North Korea. It's like the way the East adopted the Lao- this. Laos is pretty horrible. Laos, yes, yeah. The way the way the East adopted the Western conception of communism was was different because their foundation really was different. The foundation was Buddhist, yeah. As opposed to Russia was really schismatic. It was you you could, you know, you could probably tailor much of their ideas to the rejection of the church with uh, with, with, with yeah with, with the orthodoxy and the way that they developed was very was fundamentally different. And I think the way you could see the leftism of the U.S. develop develop is much much more puritanical and protestant but 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 the funny thing about all of that yeah really is that you could always trace it back to a fundamental rejection of the church and truth and like, the church in india's yes in and india's the church case india, being hinduism yes because because and i know we have some listeners especially you know one of my favorite people caleb who's really really anti-hindu but um I don't. I think that. I think that's just a fun thing. It is. It it's a fun thing. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. But but there is something unique and interesting about Hinduism that if anybody ever studied, it's um many of its thinkers and its philosophers. And I always bring him up Shankara the way I always bring up Aquinas. So is like if you really did understand Shankara, you would you would have a respect towards what a thinker could come to without the revelation of Christ. It's like Aristotle. It's like Aristotle. Exactly. It was like so much good and truth came from Hinduism yeah. that brought about in the far East. I guess why their aesthetics are so good. Yes. It's like, if I could, if we could just go to you and introduce Christ, yeah. you would just come to the fullness of truth immediately. Yeah. And this is what this Hindu, <laughs> this Indian priest told me he was like he's, he's, he was just very easy 
which yeah. is very easy because you so go, India is a place where like missionaries can do a lot of good. yes a lot and they have and yeah. I think they still continue too because yeah. it's it's like anybody that understands these just basic metaphysical truths of reality in Hinduism if you come to the revelation with Christ you come to the fullness of truth that um that that, that thing is, is uh is just beautiful I have I have honestly zero animosity towards Hinduism because of I it. love Indians yeah. I have no problem, and, and, and really, they're they're the religion of Hinduism because I think I mean, I, all I, their food has poop in it. But yes, like, also, yes. <laughs> like, I don't have any problem no, but with, I, with, with what I've said on the, the ones podcast I don't like before, are Pakistanis. The Pakistanis, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah, ones, the yeah. No, but I've said it on the podcast openly before. It, it was like yeah. it, it was because of my research in Hinduism that brought me back to the church ultimately because it was the other faith that I needed. Um, to see that through introspection and reason and logic that came to the Trinity. Yeah. It, was, it, it, was, it was the other one in existence. And there's so much similarity to it. And, and, and this is what even, um, I, I know he's, he's not like a, a favorite of us, but still um, David Bentley Hart wrote an entire book on it with uh, Satchitananda, the um, consciousness, uh, what was it? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a bit tipsy right now with uh, with the West Mala, but um, <laughs> good. Uh, consciousness, bliss, and uh, oh, um, it isn't no true. something. Consciousness and bliss. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. But 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 you know, uh, there is That's the this, experience of God. Book, yes, it's, 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 which it's, I think is actually good. It is. It's a pretty good book. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've I've read that one, and it's very accurate. I have a copy of that. Yeah. Because I think he also encountered Hinduism in that same way. Because he wasn't always Orthodox. He wasn't always um, a Christian. Being but, consciousness. Be, yeah, being that's what yeah. yeah. You know, the, 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 the principle of Satchitananda is so related to Christianity. It's, it's like you just have, you have this fundamental truth that I believe was, it was enlightened and, and revealed by God. But the revelation of Christ, the, 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 the life, death, and resurrection of Christ was the last key to introduce them to the fullness of truth. And, and I think what Buddhism did was, was deter them or detract them from that possibility of encountering the fullness, yeah. which I don't view Hinduism as really being contrary to Christianity fundamentally. I think the contrary... You think their particulars are all wrong? Yes, I believe the particulars are wrong, yeah. And... Um, do you think that like Mohammedans are more incorrect than Hindus? Because they're Unitarian, yeah. Oh. I think Mohammedans are, are closer to um, the rabbinic and the the, and the other forms of the Jews. That was so funny when you said something. That, what was the comment about um, Ben Shapiro like dunking on Pope Francis? Oh, yeah. You're like, he's a rabbinic Jew. Why does he have anything to say with the Pope? You're like, do you want... <laughs> do you want to know what is it do you want to know who my favorite rabbi is no one because i'm not a jew <laughs> that was really annoying it was yeah did you listen to it no i didn't no. it was uh francis doing something about the the, the synod thing yeah yeah Syn- synodality the synod synod full synod on synodious synodality <laughs> synodly yeah um um he was just saying something about how he kept, he was saying something like, it looks like Pope Francis might be in, uh, in favor of blessing same sex unions. And it's yeah. just like, Ben, stop, stop. 
You're lying. <laughs> this is bullshit. Stop. You're a I Jew. Know. Why are you talking about the Pope? I know. Stop it. Your short history of Judaism. <laughs> yeah, like, don't stop. Until you show me like a... A line, a, a line of the Jew priesthood still sacrificing a lamb for God in the temple. It's like, don't uh, come to me that you have an ancient religion. You don't have an ancient religion. You got, you got a newfangled religion. You know just, who's my favorite rabbi? None of them, because I'm not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's because he says, his quote was, needless to say, Pope Francis, not my favorite pope. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a rabbinic Jew. Why the fuck does he have a favorite pope? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't get why anybody would. I don't, I don't honestly. I don't think of any rabbi. I don't give a shit, you know, because I'm not a fucking Jew. Did you so. Did you read the the dubia response and all that? Did you hear about it? Oh yeah, yeah. Did I you read that. it? I did not read it. I actually. read it in Spanish. It was published in. Spanish. I think he used like Calibri font. I was like, dude. Oh really? <laughs> um, but I read the whole response. Oh nice. In well, Spanish. What do you think about it? Um. May, may I have one? Yeah. Do you just want the twist up? Yeah. <sighs> My body just... So I'm trying to remember what the five... It was five dubia. One of them was about... I'm, that's not going to be the right, right order. One was about blessing same-sex unions. Yeah. One was about... <clears throat> the divorce one, right? I remember that one that people were talking about. Blessing divorce. Uh, I don't remember that Whether one. they could receive communion. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one was if confession is only effective if you are fully contrite and intend mm. to not do it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, one was about uh, I don't, I don't, I I could look it up. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but my impression of like the the like blessing same sex, yeah, the gay marriage or whatever. He was so overly explicit in like, this is what marriage is. This is what we've always considered marriage to be. Nothing that isn't this, it isn't the, the sacramental union of man and woman for the sake of the spouses and for the, of the, for the rearing of children. For oh, the nice. sake of the ring, for, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. one. That is what marriage is. Nothing yeah. that isn't that can ever be called marriage. Yeah. And we cannot, we cannot bless or we cannot participate in any ceremony, whether um, normal or not. Whether you know it becomes a yeah. norm or not. Nor it cannot become a norm that we participate in activities that would give the impression otherwise that this, that marriage that would give the impression that marriage isn't what it is. Yeah. And he said, but, and I was like, can you just don't say, but don't say, but people will get mad now. Don't say, but you don't need to, you don't need to qualify that. Just say, <laughs> just, um, said something like it could be the case that, some kind of some other form of blessing mm-hmm. could be made possible for people in that situation. Mm. Be- and he said something about people come to the church. No one like people come to, they come, they, they, they ask for blessings because they, they are coming to God. Yeah. Like there's like, like if, if, if a same sex couple, is comes to the church and wants a, a, a genuinely desires that their union be blessed. You, it's not all wrong because they're they're part of their 
their their orientation is correct because they are coming to the church to bless something. That doesn't mean that should be blessed. It doesn't mean yeah. Doesn't mean that what they're doing is right. But he was just saying like we can't. He said something like we we can't be a church that always just like condemns and excludes people all the time. We can't do that. Yeah, which is true. Not necessarily the best messaging in the context of the time. Right. <laughs> I get that part, yeah. but there's there's nothing in the entire. He said that it's like he kept like during in in his response to the thing about the the female priests, he kept quoting JP two. He's yeah. like JP two said, "You can never women can never be priests. It is a yeah. contrary to the nature of what it means to be a priest to be a woman. Yes, yeah, you can't do it. Yeah." And he kept he just quoted that a bunch. That's good. And he said that that doesn't in any way diminish the importance of the role that women play in the church. Course, and that yeah. doesn't mean that women don't play a role in the administration of the church. That there yeah. isn't any, you know. But like, he keep, he just does, it, and it's because he's like a South American boomer Catholic. Yeah. He just has to go, but 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 stop saying but. Yeah. <laughs> just say the thing, people, because because. I don't remember. I know that Robert Cardinal Robert Sarah, yeah, was one of the cardinals that submitted the. Oh yeah, yeah. Submitted the Dubium. I don't remember the rest of them. Um, Dubium. Dubium is the one. Dubia brothers. The Dubia brothers. Um, that's what the that's what the dorky trads call them. The Dubia brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones who submitted all the Dubias. Yeah. Stupid. Um, <laughs> the one black member. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Dubia brothers. Um, <laughs> There's, there's just no way in my mind that I can be convinced that they, that these cardinals, as intelligent as they are, mm-hmm. were truly worried about Pope Francis' positions on those issues. I think they actually were. That doesn't make sense to me. It's because he's vague. It, like Fran- Pope Francis probably is the most vague pope we've had in recent years. No, I agree. I agree with that, but it just yeah. is like. And is it just naive of me to be like, duh, he has the right positions. He's the Pope. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because the way the Cardinals see it is that they, they just want him to say. Yeah. They more, wanted him to clarify more. more yeah. Most Pope would just to, say it clear re- and straight. The reading, the way I read it when mm-hmm. I read their, their Dubian Italian. Yeah. Um, and then his response is there to me. It sounds like they asked for the sake of clarification for everyone. It is so he doesn't lead them to scandal. Like they're, they're trying to make sure that because the they were, I think they're worried about scandal. scandal. Yes, it doesn't. I don't think that they were necessarily personally worried about his specific positions. I think it's secondary. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Is yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, that's that, that's a better way to word it. Yeah, but like I, it, it to me was very obvious. They were like, "We need you to tell everyone this." Yeah, here's a letter. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like if you put it to perspective in the way many some people encounter us. It, it, it's like I, I don't think that most of our listeners think that I think you know like holding your your wife down and penetrating her and punching her in the face is good. Yeah. But just for sake of clarification, you're like, well, when you when you talk about marital rape, do you really mean what is it that you mean? Like they, they just want it for clarification. I, I think because in the back of their heads, they're also just wondering, what well, does he? Yeah. You know, and so it's it's secondary, but it's also the primary thing is, is just to give us the opportunity to clarify. Yeah. While while I think um, the secondary is is it kind of it, they're just wondering. Well, 
they want to make sure that he is not trying to like promote heresy. They they, they, they have to just and make he sure he still that. isn't. He still isn't. Yes, but yeah. he's still being his, his little vague self. Yeah, which, which 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 people are still upset about. No, and I and, yeah I, I get that part. And the the one thing and um when I was thinking about it, so I didn't read those officially, but I did listen to a few um commentaries on on his response. Yeah, and even by listening to the commentaries, I still think in my head is like, well, I, I people are saying that he's very vague, but I don't know whether he's actually being vague or if he is being, or if he is attempting to be as um, truthful as possible. And, and to me, it seems is actually the second. It, to me, it seems like he is not being intentionally vague. He is simply saying that, these kinds of prudential questions do not have a full answer yet answer and that's and, what he says the entire time yeah. in his response and i also think that that logically speaking he is not inaccurate because he he is he's attempting not to fall into the fallacy of accident like he himself is not going to say that but anybody that let's that, that's, that's a logician know, knows that there is this tendency of like purists or whatever that fall into the fallacy of accident very easily. And so the fall fallacy of accident is simply saying that you take a hard, fast rule and you apply it even to instances that can have itself qualifications are different. And so in general, we would say it is evil to thrust a knife inside of your gut. Yeah. and twist or whatever right so in general that is an evil act but then if you say well what what, what if a surgeon does that because he needs to operate on you it's like well yeah well it, the intent is different yes yeah. and so the a fallacy of accident will be like no this rule is hard set fa you know is hard set so that act is evil yeah and be like well no we 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 have to the thing about prudence the, the thing about the the the, the, the virtue of prudence which is a cardinal virtue is that it has to take account every situation. Yeah. It cannot take account just one or two. Every situation does. And so you could make a general rule. You could say it is wrong to thrust a knife in somebody's gut. That is a general rule that we have to hold on to for, for most cases. But will there be some cases in which no, actually it might be permitted? Well, yeah, Okay, fine. And that, that, that's all this seems like what Francis is continuously saying. It was like, we have this hard, fast rule. What is marriage about? What, what, what is all these? Okay, it is production of children. It is, a, it is sacramental. It is between a man and a woman. And so these are all truths in which he is not denying. Yeah. But it, then he's just saying, well, are, can, can we in some way conjure up a scenario in which nobody is violating these rules and still be merited for blessing. He's saying, well, of course there has to be. Yeah. And, and I think we've said it on a show before. It's like, well, when you think of, you know, homosexual relationships, what is the qualities that make it evil? Well, it is the dick the up the sodomy, ass. Yeah. Yes. That, that, you know, the dick up the asshole, that's what makes it evil. Yeah. And so what, what he is saying is that, well, what if there are two men who have already adopted a kid 
they decide, they decide they want to go to go enter the church. They're already raising this kid, and they then they stop putting their dick up each other's assholes, and then they go to the church and be like, "We want to enter the church. We're raising this kid together, um, but we're going to stop putting. I'm, I'm going to stop putting my dick in his asshole. Yeah. Can you, in some way, can we come to mass? Can I get baptized? Can I receive the sacraments? Can can this child that we're raising now receive the sacraments? Can he get baptized? What Francis is saying is like, well, yes, we have to have a situation with, where where things like this need to be entered into the church. Or there has to be there has to be an honest attempt made to there, see if that's yes. possible or how that would work. There, yeah, there, there has to. Same be. with like the the all the the victims of no fault divorce exactly and we talked about that before it's like well like i know people that 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 has gone through shitty situations and i know men who who came into their lives and their life is honestly much better for it i went to high school with some of these women yeah like their life is so much better for it and, yeah. and and for me to look at that person and just be like, well, no, you're just you're a piece of shit. You know, she's married. I should just just leave her. Keep being a single mother or whatever. It's like, ugh. can there be a situation? Yes, I could conjure up a situation. It's just in that which just never happened. Yeah, it was not a thing that ever happened. It wasn't a thing that ever happened. Exactly. The gay, the gay, the gay dads with a kid was never a thing that happened. Yes, it wasn't a thing that happened. We have a new thing we have to deal yes. with. Yeah, and, and so like now you have to teach to them stop putting your dick up their asshole. Yeah. Okay, and just raise your kid in the church. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like that's what's bad about that. That's not a liberal idea. No. That's literally telling them stay out of sin, enter the church and and do what you can to not sin again and if you sin again we have the uh sacrament of confession for you to to get the sanctifying graces so you could stop sinning and and i think with all of these situations we have to look at it that way because if we don't look at it that way we're literally telling these people you are hopeless yeah and to tell people you're hopeless is the most anti-catholic point of view you could give anyone that is literally a satanic view yeah like the 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 the, the idea of despair is the depiction of every medieval philosopher of what hell is it is, it is the lack of the theological um virtue of hope the theological virtue of hope is what gives us salvation it is the hope of Christ's forgiveness for us and is the hope of Christ's life and death and resurrection and for us to strain our life up through Christ. And so to look at some of these people and to say, you are just, you're just fucked. That's not a fucking answer. That's not a solution. And that's not accurate. That's just, I think, it's, I think it's people, just not I true. I think people a lot of the time take pleasure in telling other people they're fucked though. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And in some way elevates themselves. It's like, but but it's it's just it's it isn't true. Yeah, you can look at anybody's situation and be like, no, there is a path for righteousness for you, even though you dug yourself a fucking very deep hole. There's still a path path of righteousness for you. Stop doing it's the job X. of the church to fall over itself trying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and and so when people just accuse him of being vegan, I think many times he is. At least the appearance of the most vague pope, um, in general, I, I don't think those messages are necessarily vague. I think they're just more accurate to what Be- we know. 
to what we know, yeah, yeah. because it, it does avoid the fallacy of accident. And um, I think many times we, we just, when we say a hard, fast rule is applicable in every situation possible, even the ones that don't seem ideal, but still can overcome much of the particular necessary qualities of evil, yeah. it, it, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there are situations when people got themselves into it because there are now, I don't know, maybe hundreds of thousands. I really don't know how many, how many fucking fags now adopted children or yeah. had or or did what what is that called um artificial insemination to another woman or whatever yeah. there, there's probably more than you know than ought to be the case but i don't think that that sin means that you are eternally damned um you're stuck now you're stuck raising that kid you did it it's it's over you did it the sin is done now you have this kid you have this child and let's say you want to convert and you want to get this child baptized, you want him to be fully, you know, entering the church. And I, it's not the job of the church to turn his back on those people. Yeah. It's too late. That's you know, why I think his, um, his, uh, Pope Francis's positions on like environmentalism, I also think are interesting. Yeah. Because he's not wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think too many conservatives now, which is which is weird because um, I don't I don't remember who I was talking to, but it was it was this old hippie dude, but he was telling me much of the 1960s environmentalists were actually much more conservative. Like Republicans, yeah, because they wanted to conserve nature. They didn't want like all they, they viewed all, a lot of like the city dwelling life as being liberal. Yeah, it was like you know, or the liberals want to build cities everywhere. We just want to conserve nature. We want to conserve whatever. And so there were more, there were more like Republican, Libertarian type type people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, that's another thing that I think now we we've kind of lost sight. We we we've put this in, into the dichotomy of of liberals and conservatives. When in the end, it's like no, just the rational sense is you can't abuse you know nature you can't abuse the world in which god has given you to to live um, yeah to live and, yeah. and to to care for like we were called to be stewards of animals we're called to be stewards of uh, uh, of um what well, well, we use the word nature for now which is just the environment yeah we're stewards of the environment and it's um we have to take care of it in a proper sense we can't just abuse it yeah so I, I don't think that's much of a liberal view on his as, as it really no is. it's not but people think it is i know like no, we have to stop. His, maybe his, you know, I don't know how much alarmism he promotes, but like, oh yeah, like I, like I, I don't I, think he does much. Yeah, I think he did in some of his uh, whatever. I, I, I think the whole like global warming and alarmism is, is retarded. It is. It's just it's stupid. That that's what pisses me off more. It doesn't piss me off that that it is leftist. It just pisses me off that it makes no sense. Um. And so if he if he if he subscribe, subscribes to that, that's dumb. But but the general message we need to take into account: be like, no, we cannot abuse the environment, yeah, or animals or anything. Is that we have to be respectful and take, I, care for it. I've for a long. I've always said that like Pope Francis isn't the right pope for the time. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that's true. You think he is the right Pope, yeah. I think that 
a lot of people are refusing to see what time it is. Mm. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. I don't think that because I've been, I have been kind of deep diving more of his responses to stuff and yeah. What kind of more stuff that's the, the Pachamama thing um, <laughs> stuff. That's other, it's just a bunch of stuff that's made people mad and like, he doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, he's, he is vague. He's not vague to intelligent people. Yeah. I think yeah. he's, I think he's too vague for the, like the, the hardline, the laity. Yeah. Like for the, for like the mid, in, mid intellectuals, the yeah. not necessarily smart people. Yeah, but yeah. I also don't think it's natural for every Catholic on earth to see what the Pope has to say about every single thing that happens right? Yeah. Throughout on the, over the course of a day. Like we shouldn't see that. Yeah. Um, and I just don't, I don't think especially Americans are like American conservatives are willing to like wake up and be like, like you can't just like you, like gay gay people aren't disappearing. Exactly. Yeah, that's here. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like like, tarant- like there's a lot of people that cut their dicks off. Yeah, it's, it's it just here. is what it is. You yeah. can't like was it Michael Knowles? Like you have to eradicate transgenderism oh, from yeah, every yeah. every facet of public life on all levels or whatever. Yeah, that is true. And I'm not saying he claims this, but like there that is true. Yeah, that doesn't mean that those people are just gone it doesn't yeah they are here until they die yeah and if they want in they need in yeah 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 pretty much i think I just, <laughs> yeah i think you're just saying yeah exactly what i was saying is like yeah, it's already yeah. done like, like it's it, not time the time for yeah for moral grandstanding to, is over it, yeah and that's what i'm saying that there's so many of these like gay couples that have kids now yeah like it's it's done. We live in this world now. We like can we maybe a hundred years ago say like we should stop this? Or, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's it's done. They're they're here. They're here to stay. And what are we going to do about it? You know, whatever the the actual number of divorce is, whether it's actually fifty or forty or thirty or whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah, but but it's here. Yeah. Like you know, they're they're we're living in this world now we we could we could talk all day long about what ought to be the case but reality very rarely corresponds to the ideal of what ought to be well it's like that woman who performed 50 60,000 abortions yeah she's already did it she did it yep and now she spends all of her time yeah helping married couples conceive children yes because that's all you can that's all she can do yeah and she is doing it she's doing it exactly I mean, she should be Catholic, but she's, you know, yeah. loser detachment, hopefully, weird Chinese-ness. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then when, when you see these these people and I, I, like, I remember a few episodes ago, maybe it was two episodes ago, I already told stories of, of a few people that I know personally that want to come, come into the church or come back into the church um, who already went through no-fault divorce years ago, like 20, 30 years ago. That's um that remember that lady I was one of the patients yeah. I had at work. Um she's been married to her 
current husband for like 35 years and she never finalized the annulment. So she, yeah. she hasn't been confirmed. I know. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. But she's been working on it. Yeah. Um, it's just wild. It is. I mean, we live in a fucked up world, but I think the one thing we have to always remember is that we always have. So do we live in a fucked up world or not? Yeah. We always have lived in a fucked up world. We have our own unique problems in this mod- modernism. Yeah. When you look a thousand years ago, they had their own unique problems. Yeah. And they had to figure out ways to overcome and they had to figure out ways for... for it, it just doesn't yeah. feel like anyone has any faith anymore. Yeah. At least in liberal countries. Right, yeah. The English, the French. The, yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't feel like anybody who's mad about what Pope Francis has to say truly believes that everything will be fine mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. That's To me, that's the problem. Yeah. They're aesthetically jealous, which we talked about before. Yeah. American Catholics in general, yeah. whether they're liberals or liberals wish they could be more Protestant and yeah, trads yeah. wish they could be more Yeah, Latin. in either case, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't seem, feel like they trust trust the plan anymore. Yeah. I actually got off Twitter like four days ago. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I de- I deactivated. I just it was during the 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 dubia response that I just was like I I quit. Oh wow! Done. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't hear what I, another random person on the internet has to say about what Pope Francis says. So or, busy, I hadn't even noticed really. Yeah, for now. Not. It's. Yeah, I've yeah. got thirty days to reactivate it, and like, okay. it's. I'm not. I'm not done with it forever. I don't think. Yeah. But like, but it's been good for you. It just was. I just. I. It was because. I know we talked about it uh, last time, the internet fatigue thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's just been a general trend, but there was just some, I just like increasingly find it repulsive. There's something yeah. about being on Twitter and like engaging with it for very long at all. I just feel this like sickness, like just, yeah. I'm just grossed out. Yeah. Um, then I didn't used to feel like that. It used to be quite fun, but, um, I just, there was too many people had too much to say about the Pope. Yeah. Um, like on whatever day it was, I deactivated. I was like, I fucking quit. I cannot, I can't, yeah. I cannot see what one, one more random midwit has to say about what the Pope said about a whatever thing. I just don't, I can't, it's yeah. I can't, I can't, pr- I can't process that. Yeah. Like this is, this is making my life worse. Right, to see this yeah. and it's not even about me it's not because you know like our show is decently sized and like mm-hmm. it's not it's not like you know when people have like oh it's the internet makes me feel sad because it's like makes me feel bad about me mm. it's not any comment anyone's making towards me it's not any kind of you know yeah for me it's it's just seeing it yeah it's just poisonous yeah yeah it's like i can't i can't <laughs> Uh, yeah i i do think that negativity can lead there it's like there's so many and it's really unfortunate because when you look at the history of the church what catholicism many times has have brought i remember milo made this point one time and he actually made this point when he was um he gave a speech at a university about it and then he yeah it's that catholicism for the most part when you look at the 2000 year history 
has brought a sense of joy to the world that didn't exist during pagan times and that doesn't exist um, during the Protestant times. Yeah. It is the sense, you know, like everything that we know and we have fun with really came from Catholicism, like carnivals. Yeah. It was the eradication of meat that's getting old before fasting. Yeah. It was like that. That's where carne, you know, the, the meat, that's, that's where carnivals came from. Um, festivals was um, the festivals of, 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 the, of the feast days. Yeah. Um, celebrating on the streets, you know, so, you know, drinking wine, dancing, you know, music. The, the things about the thing that make Catholicism so amazing that you don't even find with orthodoxy and, and I know we have some orthodox listeners I, I don't mean to honestly I don't mean to be disparaging to it but there is something unique about Catholicism that 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 does this is that it it is an embrace of reality like you like you it's see, a it's a love of reality it is and and, and yes yeah. and, and all yeah. fundamentally is a love of reality it's a recognition yeah. that 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 um became when i was in college a lot of people were like always like this well what i said to them is is that just that life really is beautiful oh yeah like there it, it's it, this isn't just a you know an empty mantra whatever so life really truly is beautiful and if if you don't recognize that even living for 15 seconds is better than not living at all i think you miss the entire message of the goodness of what it means to exist yeah but it really does everything about life is the most magnificent thing you 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 would ever experience it because because it is the foundation of all things yeah it's like whether you experience heartache or whether you experience complete euphoria whether you experience a financial success or whether you experience struggle or whether you experience you know a fight with a friend or the time when you drink and you fucking get drunk and you're just walking to you know down the street and yeah. you're singing music or, or or the time that you just want to punch each other or the time you actually punch each other or the time you see your own child cry or you see your, or your own child being born it, it it is like life is just beautiful oh my god i know everything about it and 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 we ought to just recognize that and rejoice in it and i and i think what a lot of what you know the reactionary side of the internet does really is to detract from that reality yeah whether you're liberal or conservative what i've noticed is how easily so many people are triggered by what somebody says like like honestly somebody you know there could be this trans activist that just says you know, I want to trans your kids. Like he, he would just say the statement and then you would have everybody on the right. They just foam at the mouth. Yes. Like cry. That's why they say stuff like that. Yes. It makes you flip out. It makes you flip out. Yeah. They think it's funny. And then, and then you know, it's the same thing the other way around. You could say what Michael Knowles says when he says, um, transgenderism should be eradicated from every aspect of public life. And then they just like, oh, and they just like, like they shit themselves crying. But they don't do anything. But they don't do anything. Yeah. And what, what all of this does in the end is that detract you from the reality that life is really, truly just beautiful. 
I just don't. I don't think it's possible to see that if you're online too much. You're, yeah, there. Yeah, you can because it, it's it's all reactionary from from the uh, from the opposing sides, and, and it's built to distract, and it's built really in the end for you not to you know not to think about your own mortality not to think about the fact that you're going to die not to think about that you everything that you do for the most part is going to be forgotten that you yourself are worthless that you yourself mean nothing that you yourself are just a piece of shit and 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 it makes us feel virtuous whether you're on the left and the right but when you look at all these people it's like really you mean nothing you are nothing just stop yeah. You know, you're not going to be a great man in history. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to mope around and you're going to bitch about your job or you're going to bitch about your relationship or your wife or your or your husband. You're going to bitch about your friends. You're going to bitch about whatever. All you're doing is fucking bitching. You are nothing. I know. Just stop. Yeah, like all these people, just you just need to stop. Take a second. Yeah. Realize life is beautiful and they begin to fucking do shit. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's all that really is but 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 when you get distracted from all of this it's like do you not realize that the time is just passing you by I mean, it, like one of my last lectures in every um in every semester for 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 the students really is about this it's like you know i just ask them you know why are you here and then many of them like, try to give a profound answer right it's like i don't know this or that i was like no 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 i'm asking like why why did you come today like why are you sitting in that seat listening to me talk like why are you here and, and um and then they begin to think about it a little bit more it's like well, it's, it's most of the times when you talk to college students is because you, you you think that you're just going to get a better life that that's really for the most but when you talk to college students that's what it is it's like they're they're working at McDonald's or they're working at Target or they're working at Starbucks. They're working whatever, and they and they've been told for 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 all this time, you get an education, you get a job, and then you know what, what's that stupid phrase? Well, if if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life or whatever. And so they're thinking in their head, oh yeah, you know that that's what I'm going for. I'm getting this degree so I could feel like I'm never working a day in my life. That that's what you're going for, right? And they're like, oh yeah, I guess. Okay. What after that? What what, what happens when you when you never achieve that job? Again. Right. What <laughs> happens when, when you reach a job? It was like well that never becomes enough, right? Now you want you want uh, either a husband or a wife. You start you start focusing on dating. You start focusing on a relationship. You whatever, right? And then 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 you get this woman, or if you're a girl, you get this man. And you're like, ah, oh, that's that's my spouse. That's who I need. And so then you get married, and then you have your honeymoon period. You that fuck doesn't around. Feel like enough, so you have kids. And yeah, that doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, and then you get divorced. Feel, <laughs> yes, doesn't feel like enough. So you want a promotion in your job. You you finally got your dream job, but it's still not enough because you're not top dog. So maybe you want that, but then you also notice that that your neighbor has a better car than you. So you kind of, you know, and they have three. They have a three car garage, and you only got a two. And they just rolled out their new, you know, lawn whatever that's called sod and he's like oh, i, I kind of want a little bit more of that and so and so you're always going for that and then you hit your midlife and you're like fuck what was all this for and then you have an affair with your with whatever and with whatever yeah and then, 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 and then, then you have your kids <laughs> and you realize your kids really aren't your dream because they're they have their own personality their own taste their own whatever they're not anything that you ever imagine your kids to be they're not you you try to live vicariously through them but you can't because they they, they have their own life that they're living now yeah 
and you have these kids selfishly for your own fulfillment for your own sake and they're and so then you seek and what you're constantly doing honestly what all these people are doing constantly they're seeking themselves whether it's through career whether it's through marriage whether it's through parenthood whether it's through online interaction they're just seeking themselves and self-fulfillment yeah and you realize that 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 is always is lacking that there's always something more to achieve that you're always perpetually unhappy because it is that's not anything you seek yourself you know um, it's one of the few lines i like of um because i don't like you know many of the writings of female saints but with uh saint Teresa of avila what's what she say she's like either you seek yourself you seek your god in yourself or you seek yourself in god and it's and it's this idea is like ultimately what you're seeking are you seeking truth are you seeking god or are you just seeking yourself through the mediation of god and I think what a lot of people do is that ladder. They're just seeking themselves. Yeah. And, and, and whether they're liberal, whether they're conservative. Trying to that, find yourself by following the rule book. Yeah, so yeah. trying to find yourself. And, yeah. and it's always about you. And, you and, and there has to be a point, hopefully, with many people, is that they realize, well, no, I, I'm a piece of shit. Mm. Stop. Stop. Stop seeking yourself. You want to make a lot of money? Stop seeking yourself in money. You want, you want to have a beautiful family and a happy yeah. life? Stop seeking a beautiful family and happy life. The, in the end, the only thing that you could ever do is act. Yeah. And when you act in the world, you sacrifice yourself. Yeah. And and this is the part that I think it just is crucially important. Important is that when you begin to negate yourself, it is the only time you would ever find peace. Too many people are seeking a wife. Like too many young men are seeking a wife for self-fulfillment. They're like, I'm lonely. I am sad. I want this wife. I want this. I want to feel fulfilled. Guess what? There is no bitch that's ever going to fulfill you because they're only going to fail you. Yeah. That's the, that that is human beings. I think one of the most effective like homilies I've ever listened to was from a priest. And he wasn't necessarily this great theologian but he gave an entire homily on this uh, 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 on the i forgot which which bible verse it was but the idea was that um to love somebody is to love a broken person yeah this the, this i find is it's a beautiful way to word it to love anybody at all is to love somebody that is broken it is to love somebody that will fail you every yeah. fucking time yeah and so when you are trying to seek a wife or if you're a woman trying to seek a husband because you think they're going to fulfill you and not fail you, think fucking again. It's done. <laughs> they're not. They're going to fail you because to love somebody is to love somebody broken. Yeah. Whatever that brokenness may be, we all have something broken about ourselves. And so you love somebody not because they fulfill you, but like I said in the last episode, it's because of what you can fulfill in them. Yeah. And then just stop seeking yourself. Your kids are not for you. Your kids are not for your sake. Your kids are not for your fulfillment. You cannot live vicariously through them because they're going to fail you too. Yeah. Each one of your fucking kids have their own sins, have their own vices, have their own personalities, have their own desires, and they're going to fucking fail you. So you live for them. Stop thinking about yourself and start acting in the world. And then all of that 
all of that stress, all of that anxiety, all of that loneliness goes away because it is not about you. And when, when people are perpetually online, it's so narcissistic because all they're thinking about is like, what can, I am so pissed off with what they said. Why is it affecting you? I Somebody know. says I something. Just, I just feel so possessed. Yes. And th- that's the thing. It's like, that's what it's made for. Just stop. I don't care if somebody's fucking trans. You're an idiot. I'm going to call you an idiot. And guess what? Then I'm going to fuck. And then I'm going to eat. And then I'm going to drink. And then I'm going to make money. I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> you know, that, because, because that's a good sound bite. Yeah. Their, their existence, what they say, has no bearing on me. At because all. I have negated myself a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Anybody that that knows me knows this. Anybody that that, that thinks that, that I'm arrogant or narcissistic then don't know me because I've negated whatever yeah. I wanted <laughs> in life a long fucking time ago. It doesn't matter. What I want does not matter. What you want does not matter. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Cut it off. Anybody tells you think of yourself. Fuck it. Don't think of yourself. Cut it off. It is no longer important. Live for the other. Your entire life, just live for the other person, whoever that may be. Is it your mother? Is it your father? Is it a sibling? Is it your spouse? Is it your children? Is it a friend? Live for the other and you will never feel that again because it isn't about your life isn't about you to live a life of Christ is to live a life of negating yourself. Mm. Those who seek themselves will lose it. They will lose their own life. Those who lose their life for the sake of Christ will gain eternal life. Mm. That is the message. Mm-hmm. Just And this is what social media does. It wraps you in yourself, in your own bubble, and it allows things that Pope Francis says to affect you why why <laughs> i don't give a shit i honestly don't like i could talk about it intellectually but, uh, you know he, he shouldn't be saying that whatever but th- does that affect you fuck it no one is true <laughs> live by the truth the best that you can you fucked up in life live with the consequences of your sin and try to correct it go to confession receive the sacraments and live in accordance for others and sacrifice yourself it's like so many people are talking about it all the time. I see it everywhere. Oh, me, 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 me. I'm lonely. I'm sad. Me, me, me. Stop. You want to stop being lonely? You want to stop, stop being sad? Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about yourself. Contentment is quite easy to find if you don't care what it looks like. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> you is. Just start, don't worry about what. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. Because you know what? You, you can give so much to other people. Yeah. You really can. There, there could be cliches, things that you do. Have has have many of these people that talk about themselves constantly being lonely? Have they ever fed a hobo? No. You know me. I yell at hobos. Yeah. Without fingers. Yeah. You know what ah. I have? You know what I have done in my life? I have sat down in the Captain Kirk Hotel at the fucking nice restaurant, eating a bowl of soup, and I bought that motherfucker a steak. I bought that motherfucker a steak, and I've done that, and that's what that's life. It's so good. And he, he was happy. And it, it's like, act. That's all. The, 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 anybody that, there is no mystery in life. Life is so simple. <laughs> so fucking simple. You act. You yeah. act in the world. And by acting in the world, 
always act in accordance with goodness. And if you fail, fuck it. Get back up and try to go ba- back to, 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 to the good acts. Because we are going to fail. Yeah. But it, it, it's like that. That's what you do in this life. That you know, you want to you you want to feel that sense of fulfillment that people talk about. It, there, there there is no sketchbook for it. There is no five steps towards happiness. Find a college degree. Um, get a college degree. Find a good wife. Make enough money. Somewhere. Not all that. All of that 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 you ever hear. It's it's all bullshit. There's only one thing, and the one thing that matters is act and sacrifice. Negate yourself for the good of the other, and that's it. That's a, that's the only cue to happiness, mm. because then nobody could touch you. Your wife fucking it wants to be a bitch and divorce you and take all or take all of your money. Guess what? You can't touch my happiness because it's not dependent on you. It was yeah. never dependent on you. It was dependent on how I act towards you. And if you're gonna be a bitch, here you go. I'll keep working. I'm still doing it because there's nothing else that could touch me. That was the the beautiful thing about the where I worked previously. Oh yeah, was yeah. The Filipino man who still oh, did anything that his wife asked, yep, even yeah. though she tried. She she'd left him like ten years earlier, and he yeah. still anything. Anytime she needed anything, he'd show up. Yep. I think that's what, that's what bothers me about this whole manosphere thing. Is they talk about well, marriage is marriage is so difficult because it's all weighed against the man. Like stop being yeah, a pussy. Like, guess what? Guess what else? It's like life is weighed yes. against the man. What are you talking about? It is. Stop being a <laughs> fucking pussy. Take the risk. If she divorces your ass, pay up. I know because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, you know me. There's nothing that anybody could take from me. I know. Take everything from me, and guess what? I'm still going to be smiling. I'm going to be drinking this West Mile Triple, and I'm going to be having a fucking good time. Take everything from me, and I'm still going to be smiling, and I'm still going to be laughing. Because fuck it, yeah. fuck it. Seriously, man. <laughs> Shit, all these pussies. I'm a manosphere, and I'm scared of marriage. I'm scared of women. Fuck you. I mean, honestly, you're so funny when you're tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> God, how much of a pussy do you have to be? I'm scared. Well, you can't please her enough. You can't please her enough that she has to divorce you. Then fuck her better. Fucking do better. You want to stop being poor? Stop being fucking poor. I'm tired of people complaining about shit. Just stop that. Well, how do you do it? You make money. You do it. You want a hotter girl? Then get a hotter girl. There's no mystery in life. Life is not mysterious. It has never been. And anybody that asks for like the five steps for whatever is always going to fail. There is there is nothing mysterious about life. It just it's it's all about action. That's all it is. <laughs> You've said that probably twenty five times. I love it. I love it. It's it's it's, it's irritating me. I, I read too much about this shit. Yeah. And it's like my yeah, god. I just I just had to get off of it. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't. I have too much I'm trying to discern. I have yeah. too much I'm trying to get. I have too much shit to straighten out. That you can't be distracted by bullshit. No, I can't be. Because there are there is a way for Twitter to not be bullshit. Yes, and it wasn't yeah. bullshit for a while. Yeah. I don't know if it's the way the algorithm functions now. I don't know whatever. Yeah. But remember we talked about it in one episode. So it seems to be like this ebb and flow of, of like almost a unified consciousness. Yeah. That people get outraged simultaneously. I think it's, it's like almost a possession. It's weird, yeah. Because that's the 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 Pope Francis response. That's that because that's really the trigger for me. Yeah. Um. It was kind of the last 
the last straw. It was just like it felt possessed. Like you're all possessed. Yeah, you're this angry about this nothing thing. Yeah, yeah. It, you're, it's possession. Yeah, of some kind, whether demonic or of the self or whatever. Like everybody's all possessed yeah. right now. Like you're. No, I I agree. Yeah. You know what's a funny thing that what? I also think that, and did this happen? Um, was it two days ago when it was like rainy, windy? Maybe it wasn't Eagle River, but here it was really bad. It was like a heavy wind, a lot of rain. Oh, we had a lot too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Is why why are people scared of water falling from the sky? What, what are you talking about? It, it's like what <laughs> people are afraid of rain. Have you, like you know, running the business. I'm not going to specify what it is, but running my business, I get to like see. So I, I, I was you know at a certain spot where where you get to see people going in and out of um shopping centers. Yeah, and you could look at them for hours, and there's so many people that run. Because there's water falling from the sky. Oh, you know, like it's like they were like cold when they both their head. Get wet. Yeah, so it's just like running and they're like they're, they're, they're like they're truly scared. You know, oh my gosh, it, oh my gosh, it, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And if you ever ran a business where um where consumerism was your money, you know, how you make your money, you like, realize the decline of revenue when there's water falling from the sky. <laughs> Right. it's like water from the sky oh my god i cannot step out i'm gonna fucking melt and i don't know if it's always been that way but it, it's interesting how more technologically advanced we become the more uncomfortable more, we are with experiencing physical it's like yes. everyone hates wind they yeah the same do you thing. hate wind no i love wind i know i love like when it's when you get you know 60 mile an hour gusts oh, yes. outside it's awesome and just stand like i love when it's windy and rainy you just stand in it i just love going it's outside beautiful. it's it beautiful is. it's a beautiful experience but people are like uh it messes with my hair exactly <laughs> like oh my gosh water's falling out there's something blowing because the wind like people who can't like um they like can't women with especially wind. hate having the windows down in the car yeah but there's yeah. no proper way to drive the ca- a car with the windows I know. Up. Yeah, I you agree. Have to have yes. Them down. You need, yes. <laughs> but yeah, just walking outside, like when it's windy and rainy, I just I love the experience because you feel alive. Oh yeah, it's like you feel it's, it's, all it's of a that. heightened physical sensation. It is. Yeah. But people in general are just scared of it. And, and it's so and, weird. And it's a weird I've phenomenon. Not thought about it that like yes, that. I know. I always thought the hating everyone hating wind is weird. Yeah. And I, there is a weird sense of fear. It's like they're running. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm, wet, oh my gosh. I'm getting wet. Yeah, I'm getting wet. I'm getting wet. It's falling from the sky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just stop and look and feel. <laughs> and I'm just like, I've been doing that since I was a kid. Oh yeah. Like when the radio is like, oh, let's go inside. Especially the heavier it is, oh, and, yeah. you hear, and you hear that thunder. Like you're it's my, in Alaska. Yes. Yeah. My, my mom would have to like, especially like if we were in Jersey and you hear that, like the thunder feels like there's a gunshot the to the next. Yes. Yeah. It's like, mom, I had to stop us from running outside so we don't get struck by lightning because I wanted to oh, feel all of you that. liked them. Yeah. All of you liked it. Yeah. It was like, I, just, I want to experience this, this magnificent beauty of whatever and, and you see these people just like oh my gosh i gotta hold this jacket over my head because it's <laughs> rain's gonna touch my hair it's like fuck people <laughs> people are lacking in life in many ways i would say any of our listeners the next time there's a huge thunderstorm fucking just step out there just feel it <laughs> feel that rain and the wind and the sound just hitting you 
and oh, the beautiful. potential of the lightning going to strike The you. fact that I don't have any hair at all makes it so I feel the raindrops. Oh, like you do yeah, far yeah. even more intense. Yeah, that's, and yeah, people just, it, just shit. That's it, like it, what driving in the car. Uh, this yeah. is, I know that you hate cold in winter. Mm-hmm. That's the one you hate. Oh, yeah. But I think that's just genetic i know yeah yeah but like i'll um i still do it oh yeah that's the thing i don't avoid it i still run out there and i just i start banging my steering wheel while oh, i'm no, getting it's warm so funny yeah you're like fuck you like beat your head like <laughs> because there is a, still a sense of beauty from that pain oh i know from from that sensation of that northern but like you know it, cold it's like negative 20 degrees fahrenheit it's, it's if i'm on the highway i'll just roll the window down just do it yes like, there you go yeah <laughs> it's like getting in a cold shower like, yes yeah. so whatever whatever that feeling is it, it's still there and you could punch the steering wheel you could hit yourself but you it's could, fun you could scream it's but invigorating yes, it is invigorating yeah and um but to be scared of that i i find that bizarre and, and that, that was the weirdest thing that i've noticed like, it feels oh, very animal it is yeah they're very animal and you know as people just think they're very progressed and technology technological progress um, technological progress yeah whatever sorry (laughs) far too much alcohol (laughs) um but yet they're still scared of the most basic weather you know realities that exist out there yeah and no, I, I, yeah, I think people would say that's that might be like one of the just easiest things you could do just to encounter that sense of like risk and beauty. Yeah, I wonder what, what things I would say eat something extremely spicy. Ooh, habanero, yeah, like just eat it, something, eat something extremely spicy. Yep, um, stand in the rain. Yes, what else? Take a cold shower. Oh yeah! <laughs> like what, so, what's what are other things I've done that you can that. do? Oh, it's so beautiful. Look, what's other like physically getting punched in the face? Okay, go get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. Just ask <laughs> one of your friends. You know, slap. You can get a slap. slap in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little just, less yeah. destructive. Just, just, just knowing that something's gonna hit you and you allow it to happen. Yeah. Oh, oh it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but all these things, I think, prepare you You'll for You'll blow life. something up with a blow gun. Blow something up, yes. With a gun? <laughs> yes. That was a good experience. Yeah. Mm. What's that stuff they do it with? I don't know. They, they the sell chemicals? Yeah, like the, if you go to um, Sportsman's Warehouse, they just sell explosive um, targets. targets. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There's uh, someone in the... Someone's going to text me and be like, oh, it's this thing. There's, there's some compound people oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they sell that in every state. No, either. they don't. I'm trying to think yeah. of I can't remember what it's called. So yeah, people could probably make it at home if they buy the shit. But if you live in a in a real state like Alaska, they're they're gonna readily sell it. I think they oh, even yeah. sell that at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The explosive target. Let me look it up. Um yeah. shooting what do we call it? Explosive yeah. shooting target? Yeah. Explosive shooting target. What is it called? Tannerite. Yes, that's right. Yeah, tannerite, yeah. Yeah. yeah let's oh, get yeah. some tannerite. Oh, yeah. firecrackers. Throw them in the yard. I know. <laughs> yeah, do, do something, man. Shit. I know. Especially young people. Yeah, I, I don't know what. I, I talked about it probably like four months ago now, four or five months ago. It's like young, young people buying houses. 
Where's like, this is like, like 22 years old. It's like, I bought my house. I got good credit. I was like, what the fuck? Why did you, you buy it? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Wait, you, do, you don't even have a wife. I know. Or if you do have a wife, you don't have any kids, and you don't plan on having kids. Like, why? You got a dog. Go do get an RV. Go, yes. Go buy something cooler. Have fun, man. Go buy a Shit. badass car or something. I know. Fucking have a threesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pay for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, do something. <laughs> I bought myself a house. I, I'm a responsible consumer. That is weird that the, 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 the push... Then it's not new, but the the push to be like extremely financially successful, but also prudent. Yeah, like why at twenty or twenty two years old? It's weird. I, I'm I, definitely in a phase in life where like I, we, you know, we got the PFD. Yeah, fifteen hundred bucks, thirteen, whatever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. and I just got it, and I was like, I don't want anything. Yes, because yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any financial responsibility. I know. Yeah, I don't have any kids or anything. And so normally every year we get this big chunk of money from the state. Yep. And I'm like, I have a big thing to pay for. Yeah, and for like, me it was just bills. I took such a financial risk with everything that I didn't pay bills for like four months. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, PFD is coming. I'll pay it then. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, seriously, all my money just went to bills. But it was, it's yeah. weird that this year I'm like, I don't have anything. Yeah, you don't want I don't anything. have any. I don't want, want, it's like I want to want something. This is weird. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're reaching that point where. Yeah, I'm like, oh, none of, I don't need any of this now. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, was, I really mean it. If there was some kind of service that I could, that I could just walk out of my house and receive the equivalent lump sum of cash of, of the oh, value yeah. of all of my stuff, Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, in a in a day. Mm. If someone went through and did an appraisal, and they were oh, like, yeah, "All yeah. right, you walk out. I'll give you this check." I'm like, "Bye, yeah. buy all my stuff." <laughs> yeah, just buy. Yeah, you don't need that shit. I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna go sit in church." I know. <laughs> Send me to a monastery. I'm done. That's a, that's a, that's what people need to need to experience. This is just having nothing. Yeah, having, having nothing, nothing, risking things. Yeah, uh, I I guess I I just don't understand. 22 year olds that are, that are scared of things like i had to learn fear in yeah. that sense right Le- learn fear in terms of risk um I, I i don't know what what is being done and i i and i know i wasn't alone most of my friends were the same way yeah. you probably could talk to like your mom and you would say yeah people in the 80s and 90s they just they just partook in risky behavior all the time yeah and I don't know what happened to this generation, which it's the reverse. It is like fear was instilled in all of them. And it's, it's very few now that partake in risky behavior. And I, I don't know what notice that. Remember that I don't, I won't, I won't specify it, but the, the major life event for me that occurred nearly a year ago this month. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said that you observed that I was like in my inaction, I had these weird lashing outs of high Mm, risk behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started to think back over the course of my life. And like, again, I don't want to specify all of the horrible things I did, (laughs) but I didn't have to confess. Um, (laughs) No one needs to know any of it. I did Mm. a lot of high risk behavior in my own way, in your own way. Yeah. Cause it has to come. And I was not worried about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was like, Oh, yeah 
and I think that that's healthy. But I do also think I have fear of weird stuff. That's like a, a, oh, just being the yeah. age I am. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, for for young people, I would just say fuck. I, I guess I my only fear always is just my own children. Oh, of course. My family in general, you know, my spouse and everything. Yeah, but you and Amanda it. would figure out whatever if you didn't yeah. have kids. You, you and Amanda could get through it, whatever yeah. dumb thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Without like, children, like you'd do it. Yes. Yeah. And th- th- that's just my focus. But when, when, when I meet like unmarried people, especially men, I was like. My sister. Yeah. Yes. Or my, no, she's married with no children. But no children. It's pretty much unmarried yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like. It's yeah, I tried explaining that to her. <laughs> <laughs> I've not, I've not my yet, I've not sister. yet made that mistake. Like <laughs> my, my married sister. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, but yeah, shit. Uh, that, she'll, that, she'll hear that and text me like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you." But <laughs> why'd you say that? <laughs> um, yeah, can I, I, I can't imagine what is scary. <laughs> you know, like no, it's. It's it's beautiful, man. Travel, do do That's whatever. That's the other thing is I don't really get regret either. Yes, yeah. At least not dwelling. In it. Like that's I, that's. I yeah, was like actually had this conversation. Sorrow. I had this conversation with someone earlier today. Yeah. That like it's not that I have no regret. It's that it doesn't bother me. Yes, yeah. There are things. Yeah, I would do that differently. But yes. I Don't think about it. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing. The only thing is like like I could feel sorrow for hurting somebody. Oh yeah. In the moment, but in once the it's moment. done. But once it's done, it's like. Why you, would you, you move on? Live with that? Yeah, like wh- why dwell in in regret? Is it's like that's not a well, God, that's very dwelling in regret is faithless. It is, yeah, it's faithless behavior, yeah, which has never really existed with me. Which is why some people th- call me sociopathic. But I was like, I just no, yeah. Why would I? Why will I? Why would I dwell dwell in that? Yeah, I have to keep living. Yeah, <laughs> life doesn't end because I have sinned. Um it is it just keeps going and then we just have to keep moving on so sorry for my listeners if i drink too much but i i feel good <laughs> I, no, I had a fucking great week again yeah, yeah and so i'm just like i needed i needed some kind of celebration you know what i would love right now is like 20 mozzarella sticks Ooh, we <laughs> sure go get some from arby's there's no are way they're gonna could, be open no way i could drive but yeah <laughs> or I, I don't know if they are I don't need them right now. We can do that soon. Yeah, I wouldn't want them right now. I, know, I love mozzarella sticks. Oof, they're dude. so good. Mm. Is a Vijo still open? <gasps> they are. They're twenty four hour. They're twenty four hours still, right? Yeah. Now. Do I, do? I, I don't know if um the COVID killed them. No, no, they're still open. Okay. Remember, I saw that Michelin ad. Oh, right. I saw that Michelin. Uh, did That's I send it to you? Insane. I know. Did you did you yeah. react to that? Yeah, because I was. If anybody's watched this stupid, this is like the most. We're having an incredible time, so it's. I'm sure it's good listening, but also like, <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? So there's this Michelin tire ad on YouTube. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called or what the slogan is, but it's like yeah. a Michelin tires around the world kind of thing or like around the country. And like, it's just Michelin tires doing all these different jobs in different yeah. cities and different places. And the one they, they do one where it's like Michelin tires on a semi truck in the snow. And it's like, brr, badass truck in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's <clears throat> the shot they use is a guy in a diner watching 
the semi truck oh, drive yes. by. I saw fucking Vio. <laughs> I know. And I looked, and I was, and they do a shot of him, and I like, like registered immediately that I was yeah. like those horrible glass panels <laughs> they have above the seats with like the yeah. like, like Alaskana designs. Yeah. I just was like, wait, what? And it was like it was like th- five seconds. That's insane. The, like the one shot, and then I just was like. I had to like figure out how to identify because you can't you can't go back in uh, YouTube ads. Oh right! So I had yeah. to find out what the slogan was for the oh, commercial, okay, and then I yeah. had to like research. I had to like reverse engineer my way to the to finding the so actual do, upload. Do you think that there was just like a local videographer that uploaded it on stock footage? No, I'm sure they commissioned it because it was Michelin it. tires and stuff. Oh, okay, but yeah. people who don't know it's the Valley Hotel is a hotel in yeah. Palmer, Alaska. People call it the Viho. It's a, they have a 24 hour diner that's pretty badass. It is. Um, oh, but it was weird. I was like, why is the Valley Hotel in this yeah. Michelin commercial? <laughs> and also like badass that I, I saw it. I know because then there's the Palmer Water Tower behind oh, the yeah, truck, yeah. and I was like the fuck am i every time and not every time but so many times when i went to the vihor i always just ran into people that i know that I haven't seen for a I while used to i don't anymore oh really I yeah used to. so it was it's always a good time you go there and you run it it doesn't matter which time of the um day it is it could be one in the morning it could just be in the afternoon because <laughs> i'm never i'm never there in the day <laughs> yeah i've <laughs> been there one it. time the other day yeah You're like we're not, it was funny. Not we were really driving out was, it was like six o'clock. I mentioned mozzarella sticks to Amanda on the way out here. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, she was like, "Oh, look at the at the." She was like, "The diner in Palmer," and I was like, "The Vijo." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I just get driven there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the name." <laughs> yeah, we need to get the Vijo. Yeah, we might go there after this. We need something. Oh yeah, they got some great um like chili cheese fries too. Oh, do they? Man, they really pack that shit. It, <laughs> it's, it, it's not like, the, like this pussified just Cheetos like melted cheddar with like real chili on it. Yeah. Oof, so fucking good. But yeah. Are we good? Are we? Are you changing gears? Or are you? I don't know. We could talk about one more thing. I think. What? what how, how long are we? A uh, little less than two hours. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. You know. Still, <laughs> no, still, I'm just asking. Still having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to have to alcohol gives me headaches now really it's really unfortunate and it might be lack of activity okay and like diet and stuff so the water help yeah but i was i also drank at joe's house earlier today too oh yeah (laughs) so i'm just like killing i'm dying i definitely (laughs) the better i do in every other area of my life the worse my eating gets oh yeah it's really stupid i'm like can i just do can i just do well in all areas please no <laughs> so but you also find so much beauty in good food, food. i know but i'm like it just doesn't f- it, it, i know i'm abusing god yeah you're abusing you know the good, I, had I, a, I had this odd thought um yesterday i worked solo at the at the mm, office yeah. so i was just alone for like seven eight hours um, and I just, and it's going to sound like corny, yeah. but it no, was like, like every, every, every proper engagement with a lesser good is a celebration of God. It is. Yeah. But the way I eat is perverted. Yeah. Perverts it. Yeah. 
and it's not. Yeah. So I just had this thought. I'm like, how do I eat for God? This is yeah. like a stupid, it's like a weird phrase. I don't think that, because I experienced the same thing with fucking. Yeah. It's like, you know, every fuck that you do really is an experience every of God. Every fuck you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> an experience of God. Every completed fuck is a but. <laughs> thought you could abuse that by fucking improper people or too much or too much or never too much yeah but, yeah, in but the right context least, yeah for prudentially it should just be like with you know your wife you get married yeah yeah, yeah with, with, with your spouse or whatever but yeah or whatever <laughs> was because it's like <laughs> it's, anybody that has encountered like sex yeah and, and loved it I I think it's a disservice to ever say, you know, you have not experienced anything good at all. Yeah. Like, no, did they really have? I think hookup culture less so because it, it's it's so detached. Yeah, it's like the Chinese. It's like it the, is. It's like yeah. the cultural. It's the Chinese of right. fucking. Yeah. It's a but stupid but joke. if you met like a young person that had a long time girlfriend and they like had sex multiple times and they've whatever it's like you you can't just say okay everything you have experienced is bad it, it really isn't they, they've experienced beauty with a connection with with, with each other um, really is a glorification of God it's, it's just that it needs to be properly oriented through marriage and production of children yeah it was like if you have that also so even if you have unmarried people that produce children then they experience even more good than just boyfriend and girlfriend i'm fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. and so there there is always these elements of goodness with a lesser good and i think it's the same thing with eating uh-huh. it's like it's never really absolutely evil even the points of you girl not you but like if, if you look at what was that movie the um the whale yeah i was like like eating that pizza that i still just i, I want to try one day the, the, the eating it double yes. the double stacked pieces I, I still have and he like vomits tried. at the end yeah one day in my life i want to eat a pizza that way um, you stack them on top of each other yeah just do it at costco it's, yeah. cheap. it's a cheap experiment <laughs> it's good i've done that <laughs> I'm sure I'm like one of the few people that got a kick out of it as a portion disgust. <laughs> I was just like, I want to try that. Where he's like putting all the chips on the bread <laughs> and the jam on the counter. And how quickly he ate like those candy bars. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I was like, I've never eaten a candy <laughs> bar that fast. I want to know what that is like. It's so good. Is it? Yeah. Just, oh, my gosh. He was just like, he just ripped into them and just shoved them in his mouth. It's like, that is... <laughs> that's something interesting that i yeah. have not tried yeah but um <laughs> but it is as if it is completely privated of the good yeah it's like no there's still a good there that's why he's doing it yeah that's why people are doing it and it, it's just that you have to orient that goodness towards its ultimate end which is a proper orientation towards god and and fulfillment of, of its nature you know that that to to god and so it's like you know with fucking and sex and everything and food i think you you could never truly private it but yeah you can you could indulge into it as to where it loses its fundamental orientation which would always be which is always the case for me almost always yeah 
But you, you, you love it. I know I do, and I, but I know I shouldn't love it but, that much. No, no. <laughs> That's the part that I'm disagreeing with. You, know, you, you really should love it. I know, but I, need to, I know that I need to do it properly. Yes, just, just orient it a little bit more. <laughs> just, no, don't lose that. I, I, I think too many people... I'm that, also really not that fat. I know you're not, yeah. For someone who eats like I do. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I don't think asceticism is the answer. It really isn't the, the denial of pleasure. It's really the proper orientation of pleasure. We, we, we Without pleasure, all acts are moot. There, yeah. there needs to be a reason why we do it. And, um, and, and I think complete asceticism loses sight of that. I, I have met people who ate food without pleasure and i never want to eat with them oh, ever yeah. again and they were just doing it for fuel and it's I, like a transaction I, yeah and i found reality. that i found that so much more disgusting than something a glutton yeah. honestly it, it, it was worse than that i was like i know that were like people that probably the fuck that way yeah it's like turns out i did i made my deposit is a child coming i was like no no it's just i've deposited my seed yes it's no that's that's weird man there needs to be that embrace there needs to be that like uh, the fulfillment of that act and and i feel the same way with with food is you know there there is no shame in rejoicing in the food it, it's only when you forget what that food is pointed towards it, it goes back to that the chinese proverb that that, that that edward Fazer put in the last superstition where it says you know when when the finger points to the moon the idiot looks at the finger and, and it's like that that's where the perversion is it's when you're when you're focused on what orients you towards god yeah but you can never ignore that. Also, ignoring that finger is dumb too. It's like no, we we have to acknowledge that these lesser goods are in themselves a glory of God, yeah. and there is nothing shameful about enjoying that and enjoying like a double-fisted fucking pizza. Oh yeah, beautiful. <laughs> it's just beautiful. It's like that is. That's great, but those those who just eat for pure fuel, yeah. I I honestly would say that is more perverted than the glut. It's like masturbating is more perverted than yeah, fucking a dude. There's yeah. it's it's weird. Like I honestly, I never want to eat with them again. Well, I think the proper orientation of pleasure mm -hmm. keeps you from abusing it. Because yeah. you're aware while you're doing it. Yeah, you're aware while you're doing it. Yeah. So you enjoy it more fully and you also don't abuse it because yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the, that, that's when you, that's the experience of God. I know. It's like you, you could eat a feast and people are just like. It's like, what do they say? Like, like, a, like, imagine, like, imagine having sex and not having any reason to feel bad about it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like like when you're married and having children, like yes, imagine. Yeah. It's like can't I personally I can't imagine engaging in sexual activity and not like kind of feeling bad about it. Yeah, yeah. At all. But yeah, well, if you marry and, and you fuck like for 5 hours straight, it's like yes. No <laughs> there's no guilt. there's no guilt. There's no guilt. Cuz yeah. you're supposed to be doing that. Yeah. But it, but you're also rejoicing in it. Yes, you're not just that's doing what it. I mean. Yeah, it's just this pure just unadulterated beauty. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. That, that, that's We're pigs. It's fine. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just proper. Pigs are good. Yes. Just proper. Just proper pigs. We need, we need to eat. We need to fuck. And we need to rest. Yeah. And it's just like these things, asceticism tries to make inherently evil. And, and, and that, that, that's what, I, what I, just, I dislike about that kind of idea. And this is where I think many like quote unquote Nietzscheans just have it right when they criticize many, um, it's mostly Protestants, but many Christians, Christian sects who try to make um, the yes saying to life evil. And I don't think Catholicism ever really did. Yeah, the, the they, problem, they still have it. This yeah, they cultural still have Protestantism. Is yes, a, they're the naysayers to life. Catholicism knows the yes saying to life. They again, they created the carnivals, the festivals, the dancing in the streets. They they, they created these this culture in which these things in themselves are just good. You know, the Mardi Gras is a Catholic invention. Yeah, you know, and and it, it, it's in itself just good it's beautiful yeah because yeah catholicism is not ascetic nor is it um uh, uh i guess hedonistic yeah it, 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 it's it, both it, yes it's a, it's a denial of both but the unification of a proper order yeah where you are rejoicing in the pleasure and you are negating it for for the self where you are just rejoicing in the beauty itself and so it's it's um yeah, I think asceticism and hedonism are the two extremes of its, of the proper order of things. Mm. Yeah. Well, we can. I'm like getting kind of hungry. Okay. So we can. We're over two hours. That's good. Yeah. You got a pretty good. You would like. You got a yelling rant in there. The Jeremy, <laughs> the sauced up Jeremy yelling. <laughs> <laughs> You got me the West Mala triple. I know, dude. It's <laughs> a fucking bottle. You chugged it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's like the size of a fucking. It's a little bit taller. A little bit taller than the it wine bottle. It's a seven fifty. Yeah. Beautiful logo. I'm just so impressed with the logo. I'm gonna get more. I think I'm going to increase tomorrow. Gold so. Rush. Yes. And they they're selling a little pack where you get two of the doubles and two of the triples with two West Mala glasses. Do, do they have just a case of West Mala triples? You could probably ask them. <laughs> god bless gold rush liquor <laughs> all right we'll end on that note bye bye <laughs>